You're listening to Her Brilliant Health Radio, episode number 11. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Hey, it's Dr. Kieran. Welcome to another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Today, I hope you'll help me welcome my guest, Dr. Veronica Anderson. I think you will love her and you will love the conversation that we're going to have because we are aligned in our missions and our vision for people's health. So Dr. Veronica Anderson, she helps people see clearly the root cause of their health issues using her many years of experience as a medical doctor, medical intuitive and functional medicine practitioner. She helps them create a clear path to health and healing. Dr. Veronica is the author of the number one best-selling book, But Now I See, a medical intuitive surgeon's guide to the meaning of your illness and how to heal from chronic and incurable disease. She began her medical career as an eye surgeon and now has the distinction of being not only a licensed physician with integrative health training, but also being one of the few practicing psychic and intuitive physicians in the world. Dr. Veronica shares my passion for integrating spirituality and the energetics of the body in health and healing. If you're not getting the results you're wanting with a traditional medical approach, then perhaps this crucial piece is what you are missing. Help me welcome Dr. Veronica Anderson. Yay. Thank you so much, Dr. Kieran. That was like, sometimes I listen to the introduction. I'm like, are they really talking about me? (laughs) Yeah, it's really talking about you. You are all that and a bag of chips. So I'm well, very I say the same about you. Cause you know, you meet people in your career. You're like, Oh, she's like slamming. <laughs> yes. And you know, we've never met in person yet. I know we will, but we've met online and I just immediately we've, we've, I was on your radio show. That was awesome. And I immediately felt this kinship with you because it seems like we've really walked somewhat parallel paths in terms of going the traditional medical route and then discovering functional integrative medicine, so a better way to heal the body, and then also integrating that spiritual energetic piece. So I'd love if you could share with people your journey and how you came to be at the place you are now. So it's interesting, Dr. Kieran, because I realized that, um, and, and later on in life, realized that I've always been, quote unquote, a seer, and then I became an eye surgeon. So kind of interesting. However, the fact that I was a seer, I didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't aware that that was anything different or that I was doing anything that was different from everybody else. So I've gone through life um, having these visions like movies about what's going on with other people, um, stories that happen to be backstories for people. And some of those backstories have to do with past lives and interesting things like that. And this is, Um, an area that 
growing up in a African-American culture is not something people talk about a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt for a long time when I started realizing that, you know what, what I do, it's called a psychic. And I don't even know anybody who's a psychic. I'm not going to tell anybody. (laughs) Okay. I know stuff about people. I can see stuff about people, but I don't want anybody to know that. And when I started coming out with this also, there wasn't arms thrown around me from the African-American community either, Mm -hmm. because I don't call myself a prophetess or something religious in a Christian sense. Um, And so being well-received wasn't necessarily how it went. And so that was another area that made me be secretive. Um, But I, I, so I went through my childhood, my development, knowing these things, but not necessarily talking about them. Went into, I did some maternal medicine. Then I became an eye surgeon. And then I switched completely out of that, starting to deliver holistic care. Um, And now I'm doing holistic care and doing it online. Um, But then I started realizing through another business that I knew things about people deeply with their health. They would say, I would get people across the sea who would text me and say, you're a doctor, right? And as soon as they said that, I knew what was the matter with them and then what to tell them to do. And I mentioned that to a business coach and the business coach said to me, oh my God, you're a medical intuitive. I said, a what? And I'm going to talk about medical intuitive in a moment because there's a issue with being a medical intuitive. Um, And I didn't want to talk at that point, but as the universe would have it, I kept meeting people that would tell me that I'm not on my life path if I don't do this. I was at an entrepreneurial training and I sat down across the table from uh, two women one woman was a scientific hand analysis professional. You do handprints, she reads all the lines and tells you what your master path in life is. The other lady to her left was an out of the closet practicing psychic and she didn't even know me. She looked over at me when she saw me and said, you have visions, really clear visions. You're really good at this, aren't you? And I was like, oh my God, I've been outed. I was so embarrassed. Okay. Now what I realize now, people with these energetic abilities, we know each other. We know each other. But I didn't realize that at the point because nobody in my life and sphere was like that. Okay. Um, And after that, scientific hand analysis lady, I said, oh, that's interesting. Let me get the handprints and let her read and see what she says. And Jane, her name is James Sanders. Scientific hand analysis is not the same as palmistry or anything like that. It's a actually scientific and the grooves on your hands actually mirror some of the grooves in your brain. Okay. So what happened was after Jane did my fingerprints and got on a phone call with me, she said to me, Dr. Veronica, you have eight gift markings in your hands. Only 10 to 15% of the population has one gift marking and you have eight of them. And five of them are intuitive related. So if you're not doing something with that, you are not on your master path in life. And guess what? At that point in my life, I was not doing anything like this. This was early 2013 and I didn't even want to tell anybody about this. But 
What happened two months after that? I had a big injury of my knee, ripped up everything, tore everything, detached the tendon, stop sign put in my life. I had a spiritual advisor in my life at that point. I like to call him Mr. I have no letters behind my name <laughs> because, you know, we as doctors, we collect all these letters behind your names, right? Yeah. So I paid him thousands of dollars to be my spiritual advisors. One of some, one of the best investments I ever did, jumping out on faith, not knowing what I was doing. Mr. I have no letters behind my name. Who's brilliant at helping people work through energetic and spiritual issues said, you have all these intuitive gifts and you're not even using them at all. This is your, this is why you hurt yourself so bad. Your inflexibility, your inability to move forward. It's in that, that area specifically that you're refusing to acknowledge. (laughs) Right. The resistance. So the resistance to your true calling that I find when I work with clients that I'm always working not only on their physical health, but in their life, what is it that you really want for your life? What is it you want for your career, your creativity, your relationships, your finances, your fun, your free time? And there's always that dream or vision that they've had most of their lives where they'll get glimpses of what they really want. But then they go about looking around them as to what can they have? What can they create create based on what society tells them, based on where they were born, who they are, their education, their experience? And then they go about getting that nine to five so they can make their money and get their 401k so then they can get retirement. But illness is part of it is the resistance to the reality of who you really were meant to be when you came here. And illness is a message and it's not a message. You need some Prozac and some medication and some surgery. It's a, it's a message that you are off your path somehow in some place. And that resistance to the truth of who you are shows up as illness. And I can totally relate to tearing your knee up as a sign because I had a similar story. So that got you back on your path. Yes. And I mean, we talk about it. That's why I talk about the, you know, how to heal chronic and incurable diseases, because yes, they can heal. Everything in the universe that you've seen can be healed. And if you go somewhere, somebody knows how to help you do it. And it's not through a pill. So I say to people, you don't need a pill, you need a plan. And the plan is not necessarily that you're going to switch from a pharmaceutical over to a supplement either. It's not that. It's a plan to work through your spiritual stuff. And that doesn't happen in religious organizations. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about your spiritual path in this lifetime and your soul journey. And if you are not working on your soul journey, the universe is going to continue to hit you hard in the form of an illness or an injury until you get it. Amen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You're going to, you're going to get, so the reason that I started doing this even more, and I started in the, in the pathway of training practitioners in a system to do that and really integrate with a system alongside of their science-based practice is because I realized that everybody who's coming to see a practitioner is coming with a spiritual issue, not just the physical issue. And so when people come in and say, doc, help me. It shouldn't be, here's your Lipitor or or Xanax or, okay, here's your turmeric or your berberine. 
or something like that. It should be, let me figure out what spiritually, emotionally is on the top layer of that onion. And even to the point where, okay, I can energetically read someone and teach other people, but I don't even necessarily always want to tell the person everything that I see and found because it could overwhelm them. I, the goal is to get them to remember how to heal. And by me giving them a lot of information, because that's what we've been taught also as doctors, mm-hmm. tell them everything you know, be really smart, tell them everything, right? Sometimes it's really important not to say something. So let me give you an example. You've heard about this, the audience may have not, There are people who the doctors will diagnose them with cancer and then they will proceed to die. And then they, on the autopsy, no cancer is found. There are multiple cases like that in the literature. People's mind creates what's going to happen. And so as a doctor specifically, you know, with the highest level of training as an MD, we have to be very careful what we speak over the people that we take care of. And now most practitioners say, I'm just being a realist. I'm telling them the truth. Yeah, but you tell somebody that they have something that they perceive as a death sentence. A lot of times there's no people who will go along the path to die, even though it's not a death sentence. And this is something interesting because on the other side, there was a report that I just saw in the newspaper yesterday, the day before. Doctors are notoriously bad at interpreting lab results. You know why? Because There's so many statistical errors in lab reports. There's at least a 5% chance that your lab report is wrong. So when you test positive, there's a significant chance that you will be negative. And so I'm going to put it in numbers so people understand. We got a thousand people and there's a 5% chance. That means 50 people have been diagnosed with, let's say you've got a mammogram. 50 people who don't have breast cancer are diagnosed with breast cancer. So what does that do if somebody tells you you have breast cancer? All of a sudden, you take on everything that breast cancer has. And in our society, although on one side we have a fight, 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 and that's not the way you get over disease either, by fighting. There's another way. You got that fight, fight, fight. I'm going to survive. Oh, my God. Okay. But you're going down that sickness route, even though really – the test was a false positive and it's really negative. And that's what happens to people. On the other side, there are people who are negative and they still have something really bad and wrong with them that can kill them. So for instance, 50% of the people who have heart attacks do not have elevated cholesterol. People are worried. Oh my God, my cholesterol's up. I'm good. My cholesterol is down. 50% of people who have heart attacks and strokes do not have elevated cholesterol. Okay. So why do I talk about this is because we think as doctors that we have all the tools to be able to tell someone what their path is going to be. And really we cannot predict for that particular individual what's going to happen. Statistics do not apply to the individual. And even if you have that horrible diagnosis that people say nobody ever lives from this, everything under the universe has been cured somewhere, cured, reversed somewhere. Now in medicine, we're not, we're taught not to say reversing anything and not to say things can be cured. 
but they can, and that's the truth. They can and they have, all right? So I, I'm telling you this because this is a message of hope. I wrote my book so that you won't drink the Kool-Aid and buy the dogma, and you'll understand that there is hope. And you'll also start to understand that the whole healthcare system in Western countries like America, especially, is a Ponzi scheme. They want you to be sick in the hospital. That's how the hospital makes money. They want you to be on a cholesterol medicine forever because that's how the company makes money. They want you to be fearful and be yelling and screaming about insurance because that's how the insurance company makes money. Yes, you have said had so many wonderful points. I just want to highlight a few things that you've touched upon for people. So one thing I love that you said is that when people have illness and go to the doctor, the first answer should not be, here's a pill. It should be really what's going on in your life because it's always at its foundation, a spiritual issue. I want to reiterate what Dr. Veronica is saying for everyone listening. When we say spirituality, we are not talking about religion. Religion is a separate issue from spirituality. Religion has different names, different dogma, different texts, different traditions. That's one issue. Spirituality has now bridged with science and spirituality has been scientifically proven through metaphysics that there is an energetic force that infuses all living things. You can call it chi. It has many different names. Um, and that there are certain principles that govern spirituality that interact with health. So I love what you're saying about that the first, it's a spirituality issue. I want to highlight a couple other things that you said. This issue of thoughts creating beliefs that affect your health so severely that it can cause healing and it can cause death if you think you have a terminal diagnosis. This is a real factor. Another example that I like of this is people with multiple personality disorder, uh, similar to Sybil, where they have different personalities that don't know about the other ones in one human body actually can have completely different physical problems, diagnoses, and lab results. One personality may have diabetes with a blood sugar of 138, may have high cholesterol, may have heart disease, and another personality may have none of that. So just to let you know how thought processes go along with the personality and beliefs that inhabit a physical body creates physiology. Belief creates physiology. Personality is belief, creates physiology. So, and you touched on so many other things. So I, I love that. Uh, thank and you. And so one of the important pieces, the reason I tell my story the way I do is because so I'm a doctor and I've been through all kinds of training. I know a lot of stuff, but I'm also, I'm really smart to know that I need coaches and mentors to help me too. And that's what people have to understand. See, we're in a day where people, I, I tell people, be your own doctor. But on the other side, I understand that you're listening to Dr. Google and going to a Facebook medical school, and that's woefully inadequate. 
of helping you get answers. How you really get transformation is from working with somebody who is outside of your box and can see. And so that's why I've taken my own way of working with people from in the office and what's going on. Okay, here's what it is right here, to coaching style, mentoring style. So mentoring style where I train you because you need some background information so that you can make appropriate decisions. Then we do coaching where you have accountability and feedback in what you're implementing. And then you have what's called masterminding where we put our heads together and figure out what is the best thing to do for you at that point. And so this is a very different model to use mentorship in the health arena versus uh, I'm a teacher and you're the student do exactly what I say. (laughs) Okay. Right. Um, Because, we want to get a transformation and this gets quick transformation. We're working as partners. So I'm my job. When you put me on your team is that I give you the tool. So your body remembers how to heal through all the traumas that we all go through in life. And we all have them. I don't care how beautiful your life may look to somebody else. There are little micro traumas that are going on all the time, emotionally, spiritually, you know, you went down the street in the store and somebody cut you in line. That's a micro trauma. You just almost got into a car accident and you're like, that's a micro trauma. Um, And so even these just everyday pieces build up in our energy system and our aura and can end up manifesting in our body. And you don't, I can't see all those micro traumas. And I'm just talking about what happened in this lifetime. I didn't get that there's past lives and you don't even have to buy this. But if you believe that Einstein was really great, then you'll buy what I'm saying. You know, everybody knows Einstein and MC squared, the E equals MC squared. This is the type of stuff that Einstein was talking about, the science of quantum electrodynamic physics, which works on different principles than biochemistry and physiology, where most people are dealing with their healthcare. We have to deal on the quantum level because illnesses and injuries can be in your aura, in your energy system up to 20 years before you actually manifest them. Dr. Valerie Hunt at UCLA, now deceased, studied that and it's already in the scientific literature. It's just we on Dr. Google haven't been able to dig deep because it wasn't searched and optimized so that we know this. But on the other side, let's say you do know this, then you're saying, well, how do I apply it to my life? And that's why you have to have a mentor They can understand how you specifically apply it to your life and situation. And that's where the transformation comes in. Um, You know, so, so for people wanting to get a transformation in their health, this is to me, quantum physics is revolutionary. And then my job becomes chunking it down so that you can get that physical result you're looking for. But on the other side, from a spiritual state, also understanding that you may have something physically that you don't like, that's a problem, because you're teaching somebody else something on a spiritual level. So for instance, there's a lot of autism going on, and we're fighting about where it comes from. So I've met there's two things happening with autism a lot. So first of all, I've met a lot of autistic people who are actually higher beings. Not all of them, 
but some of them are higher beings. And so you'll look and all of a sudden they'll break out with something that makes sense. The rest of the time they're babbling. Blah, 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 blah. And then four times a year, they say a complete sentence that makes perfect sense that's dead on. So there are people like that with all kinds of illnesses and injuries that we discount. So my father is, has illnesses and stuff, you know, diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol, everything going on now in a nursing home with dementia. And this has spurred the way I have created my life. I've created my life a particular way because this person who chose in the spiritual world, we had an agreement that I needed to do some certain things and I needed to learn certain lessons for my own spiritual evolution. And so he came into life as my father and took on certain illnesses and ways of being so that I would move to a higher level. And so all these things that happen to you in the form of illness and injuries are opportunities for spiritual growth. Illnesses and injuries of someone may shape somebody else's life. And so my father, who was in electrical engineering, one time the president of IEEE Computer Society, and anybody who's an electrical engineer will know that organization, um, diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, thyroid problems, and now has ended up with dementia and in a nursing home with memory loss, which has been a very, one on one side, painful experience, but has also shaped my life in making me say, I'm going to be well, I'm going to be well, I'm going to be well. But then even watching how he's been treated and in the nursing care and the horrible way that we don't, we treat our older people without respect, without dignity, we don't have good places for them, has pushed me into arenas that I never even thought that I would be interested in in doing. Because I'm, you know, my, my husband and I are working on residential assisted living, which are homes um, of 10 to 16 people that are actually a house that's made so that you, when you move in there, it's really like you're at home. You come to the round dinner table. You can get food anytime you want to. You're living with a family of sorts, which is a, a newer model than the big boxes. And the reason that I'm in this project is because of the pain level from watching my father who did Indian princes with me when we were little, who was a great father, now go through this experience where I'm like, I can't have him in my house every day taking care. Even if I hired a nurse 24-7, he would be all by himself when I'm traveling and doing things like that. So that's not a good option. And then there was nothing else in between to provide that level of care. And so it's like we end up doing a real estate project that ends up being how are we going to care? We're caring for older people with love, with dignity, with respect, in just from my own experience. So my father, through his illnesses and injuries, has been a major spiritual teacher to me. And I'm sure there are so many other people who can relate to this experience. And But here's the thing. What makes me well is that I realize that these are spiritual lessons and therefore take action to go to the next level spiritually. And that's what keeps you well. So rather than being sad all the time about my father or angry, you know, you can get fear, anger, and sadness, 
harm your health. So instead of leading to and staying in the fear, anger, sadness, now sadness, because what my father is going through, I brought it over to gratitude, love, and joy, gratitude in that I realize I'm grateful for having this opportunity to be able to go to the next level. And then, you know, with love and joy, being able to implement, define, have the right people come into my life to work on something that's a big project that still is on my master path in life because one of those spiritual gifts is as a healer in my hand. I have a, I have a medical stigmata in my hand, <laughs> believe it or not, from the hand analysis. A metal so, stig- wow! medical stigmata? So what really is that? It's supposed to be a doctor. Wow. What, what is it? Tell me. I don't know. Um, you know, like the, the, okay, so I am not a scientific hand analysis um, specialist. But there are certain markings that are in the hand. I said I have what are called gift markings. Everybody doesn't have to have this. And one of my eight gift markings, I mean, I have five, and there's all different types of stars and things that mean something. And one of my gift markings in my hand is what's called the medical stigmata, which means that you're set aside highly to be in that field of a healer. Um, And now, let me just say, I said a healer, However, realize that I'm not a healer. Nobody's a healer. We are facilities and teachers so your body remembers how to heal. So although we can move energy and things like that, the healing of the body is within you. That's why I say you've got to be people, be your own doctor. That means get the right people on your team so they can help your body remember how to peel. So be your own doctor. And if you go to a doctor and they're not telling you something that you think resonates with you, that you don't think is right, go to somebody else that can help you. There's more than one answer out there. There's And there's well, a lot of answers in the universe. There's no, the only thing I can say that's probably a universal is that sugar is bad for everybody, but anything else I can't, everything else I think is up for grabs. <laughs> right, and I, and I just want to reiterate that, that it, it takes a team and you really need to develop your own intuition. We all have it. We're born with that sixth sense. But most of us, as we get older, we lose connection because it's not fostered. Uh, And part of getting healthy is regaining your own intuition on what works for me. Does this does this resonate with me? Does it feel vibrate along with my beliefs and my feelings and really follow that? It takes a team a lot of times. Yes, you need a guide. And I love Dr. Veronica, I love your mentor model. That's really how I practice too, is I'm your partner. I'm your, I help to educate you, but ultimately you got to follow this right here, your GPS, your internal GPS to follow. Does that resonate with me? Does that make sense with me? Because we all have that, that internal knowing. And so really redeveloping that connection with yourself that for most of us, I know for me and most of my patients was taught out of us when we were kids yes. and we were told really don't pay attention to what you want and what you think and what you feel do what I say you should do because this is how people are successful and safe in life so really we were taught into that um, lower brain way of living survival uh, and I guess what we're talking about is living from the higher brain that that forebrain that really is the part in humans that's different from most other species where we have this huge capacity uh, to live intuitively and to connect to something greater than us. 
uh, really, it, it does take a village. I, I would love say something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. say something just because I mean, you know, energetic message. There's somebody who's listening to this yes. who will um, who's saying, "Oh God, I'm so mad at my mother." Yeah, she was like that. She didn't want me. She tried to <laughs> forgive your mother. Forgive your mother. They're doing the best they know how. She did the best she knows how. Forgive her. Mm-hmm. Understand that you needed that on the spiritual path. So, and I say that because. What the first, sometimes people start thinking about, we're talking about something being trained out of you and you want to get mad at everybody. No, you needed to go through that. And that's why you in your soul life chose those people as your parents, as your siblings, as your even abusive partner or whatever it is. Because a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I'm in this abusive relationship. Yes, um, on a spiritual level, there is something that this is, this is the kind of stuff when people say it, you're like, how did you say that? Yes, there's something on a spiritual level you needed to learn from being in that relationship. The question is, has you, have you learned that? I mean, I have a friend, Dr. Jane Goon. She's a sexologist. She's an intimacy specialist for people, okay? And she told me a story about how um, when she was 16, she started having an affair with one of her teachers and how that all turned out, (laughs) okay? Um, And it was very interesting because after hearing her story, now this is a woman that now is, you know, very well put together, married to a doctor, um, she has a PhD, you know, you meet her very well-spoken and well-buttoned up. And I'm just like, oh, wow, you were one of those scandals. And then my next question was, how did you get out of that? Because I wanted to know how she did not repeat the pattern. She learned the lesson from what she went through. And so that's a point that you go through something to get a lesson. And if you don't continue to learn the lesson, you're going to be continued to put in a situation. So if you are the woman who you continue to pick reviews of relationships, there's something about being in those relationships that you haven't learned yet. A lot of times it lear- it's loving yourself over loving anything mm-hmm. else. And I want to talk to people who want to be religious, loving yourself before you'll love some being out there because the divine is in you. Many people, the first chapter of my book is called, Is Your Church Killing You? And church is a metaphor for any religion that's teaching you to be fearful or angry or sad. And a lot of religions keep you in line by preaching and teaching fear. If you yes. don't do it this way, you'll burn forevermore in hell. And, and even the religion of medicine. <laughs> Even the religion of medicine and doctors will say, if you don't do it my way, you're going to die. And if you ever get in the front of somebody like that, find another doctor. But doctors talk that way to their patients out of their own fear. Because if I don't tell you that and you do die, you're You're going to sue me. me. And so doctors, please hear this loud and clear. Doctors practice the way they do because we are in a system that's fear-based. There are more lawyers in the U.S. than there are people. And so we practice CYA medicine. And there's very few of us who are going to tell it to you like it really is or are going to tell you another answer that's not in the textbook. And so strange, rare, peculiar, when you have that, 
Everybody else, you followed the protocols. Nobody else will help you. You lost hope. This is where you come in with somebody like me because I'm going to give you the different answer because you're ready to hear it at that point. But notice, forgive your doctors. They've trained in crisis medicine. They do crisis medicine really well. They're going to toe the line because why was I scared to come out as a psychic? Because I was scared of my medical colleagues. I wasn't scared of the people. I was scared of my medical colleagues. And I still say, you know, when people come at me, when people come at me, it's my colleagues. When people don't accept me, it's my colleagues that don't accept me. Right. So understand, everybody's got to understand when you go, I mean, don't just, and here's another thing. Let's talk about being a woman because we're in this time where people are me tooing and hashtagging and everything. Women, if you're sick and you're going to a male doctor, why aren't you going to a female doctor? Why aren't you going to a female doctor? You know, female, you know, this Dr. Kieran, female doctors make less than male doctors, but the major consumers of healthcare are female. So women, you have chosen not to even pay people who are going to treat you better and know what's going on better because women doctors have been shown to be better clinicians in research. So you're choosing second best for yourself. Now, that doesn't mean there's not any good. You're going to say, well, my doctor. My, everybody wants to say that. Make an excuse. My doctor, he's the only person. That's a bunch of excuses. And so if you're sick and you're not getting the result, number one, change practitioners. And if you're a woman and you've never tried a woman practitioner, change practitioner, try a woman. If you're at a woman who doesn't listen to you, change practitioners. And you probably will not really get a real result until you start making an energetic exchange either to get your health care. What do I mean by that? You go into your insurance, you're not paying your doctors, you're not putting any energy called money into your health care. You are not valuing your health care. You're not making an investment in it. So when you pay for something, you pay attention. When you invest in yourself, the universe will meet you and give you results. And so start investing in yourself at least as much as you are in your smartphone and pay your doctors and your hair. Good. And pay them with gratitude. There's also a way people spend money. I do this on practitioners. Everybody has an earning energy imprint and how you spend and how you make money, right? And so guess what? You have to, if you're going to a doctor and you're paying them, don't be angry you have to pay. You need to pay with gratitude, love, and joy, or you're not going to get a result. If you're paying out of anger, you're not going to get a result because the universe does not deal with that negative energy to get you the result that you want to get. And you, oh, so these are the type of universal laws. I talk about universal laws in my book also because people just aren't aware of them, and I want you to be aware. It's not exhaustive on that. But you need to understand there's, there's forces that are working that if you don't understand how to use them to your benefit, you're not going to get results in your life. And nobody taught me this as a little girl. Nobody taught me this in medical school. This is stuff I had to go on the pathway to learn. Now I'm in the seat and my name tells this, there's, there's a, something called a nemologist that tells me, my name says you've been set aside to be a spiritual teacher. It's in my name. <laughs> who, who would know, right? I, I was just like, huh? Okay, but no, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a deacon. I'm not a deaconess. I'm not like one of those people. I'm Dr. Veronica, licensed physician, practicing psychic, and I'm here to tell you the truth because the truth shall set you free. 
So you bring up so many good points and I want you, I'm going to ask you in a minute to talk more about what's in your book. But one thing that I think you're, you're getting at is that people really need to stop seeing expenditures on their health as an expense to be minimized and mitigated, but as an investment given with gratitude because it's going to reap rewards. I heard that in there. Your, your then, body that carries around your spirit and soul mm-hmm. is your biggest asset that we can see. It's your biggest asset. And if you're not mm-hmm. um, investing in your biggest assets, it's going to carry you how many years that it's supposed to carry you, then why do you expect to get results in something else? The universe gave you this wonderful body that has the ability to heal And so invest in it, just like you bought a car and you go get oil, lose and maintenance. you you go, you do things to keep the car running well. So you have to do those same type of things to your body, as well as your spirit and your emotions also. Um, And, uh, you know, so the, why do I put it, your church killing you when you have somebody feeding to you fear, you have to understand that fear is going to seed in your body and call cause illness in some type of way. If you have genetics that are sketchy, I like to say, you know, I have friends say, and you know, I have one friend says, I got SHIT genetics, you know, my, my everything. And I'm like, we all have that. It's just, I can't turned off Mm -hmm. because I'm looking at, okay, there's, there's environmental toxins, there's lifestyle choices, but there's also, what are you putting in yourself emotionally? All right. So we were like, we're segueing into the book. I talk about that. I mean, you know, I have a book of the devil specific uh, in the book, mm-hmm. specifically for women. There's a chapter in there. It's called stop sleeping with the devil. And what does that mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of women hang on to men that are not good for them. And, yes. they're not, and, they're, and they allow that man into their body and you carry that forever. And if you're one of these person, even if you think you got rid of them, you didn't. And this is why you do practically need to work with somebody who understands that energetic realm, who can help you break those cords. Yes. And this gets back to something else you were talking about. And I just want to tie in really talking about um, what is the spiritual call and message of the illness you're experiencing and what is the lesson in what you're experiencing? And it's really that, health spiritual hero's journey that you're going on and if you are in relationship with someone that it's not nurturing you it's not uh, vitalizing it's not making you feel good and there are issues but you stay with it or you keep having the same relationship over and over with the same problems there's a message in there and that is affecting your health and so I love that you're really tying (laughs) I love what you call it stop sleeping with the devil (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and that is the message there. Every let's bring it up on a higher level. I yes. mean, it's my book, I make it on a level that it's, I want it to be comical because mm-hmm. you know, that's how you're going to remember it. Um, I, I, I wrote my book in a particular way yeah. so that it would be interesting to read. I talk about my past life memories in it. So it reads kind mm-hmm. of like a novel and in between are these little nuggets of information and put in a way that you're going to remember them. And when I say stop sleeping with the devil, you laughed, but you got it. I didn't even have to necessarily, for everyone who heard that the first time, I didn't even necessarily have to explain it because if they didn't think about it for themselves, they thought of somebody else who's sleeping with the devil. And we're not talking about the pitchfork that they tell you in the church. 
we're talking about, you know, the human incarnation of, but think about it. When you're with somebody that you want to call the devil, you have made a spiritual contract with them. As, you know, some, you know, Carolyn Mace is a famous medical intuitive, talks about sacred contracts. That person, they're not the devil. I don't, there is no devil. Yeah. There's no devil. Hello, there's no devil. Right. You're in a spiritual contract, really, with somebody who needs, who has agreed to help you learn a lesson about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so in this life, they have on this persona. And you may need to get away from that persona. So don't misconstrue what I'm about to say. You need to get away from that persona, that spirit in this life. But know in the spirit world, that person who's doing that to you loves you deeply. Again, let me bring it back to this world. That doesn't mean you stay sleeping with the devil. It means you understand, you reel out and realize, what is the lesson I need to learn from this? Let's break this down. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but let's break this down practically. Um, So can you give a practical example? Because I have some in my head, but I want to make it real world for somebody that may be something they're dealing with. (laughs) I'm I'm talking to, you know, we were just talking about sleeping with the devil. I'm like, listen, as a relationship is not nurturing you, somebody can be mentally abusive to you without being physically abusive to you. So you need to get out and no excuses why you shouldn't get out. I mean, there's all kinds of situations. You then, if you say, I have faith, you have to demonstrate it and realize that the universe will meet you when you jump out of those type of situations. You may hit the ground some. Why do you hit the ground? Because you need to feel like that bad so that you understand what good is. And you, say, right. you have to understand that these are very, the way we learn spiritually is through unpleasant experiences. We learn, we don't, when things are happy, I mean, think about it. If I say, what bad thing happened to you yesterday? You could probably put your finger on it very easily. But if I said, what good happened to you? You're going to have to sit and think about it for a while. We remember, we learn by these unpleasant experiences, which bring us to a different level. Now, if you continue to go into those unpleasant experiences, now after hearing this lesson, I want to say then you'd be stupid. (laughs) But let me just say, let me back. I'm going to backtrack. I'd say that's my opinion and perception. That's not, I can't judge what you're supposed to do in your spiritual journey. Nobody can judge that. So in my book, how can you do that? But in your book, your spiritual journey looks different because you're in a different place and need to get it a particular way. And so working with a practitioner to understand this is going to help you unravel what it is. And it's not going to be as simple as a lot of people, you know, this book is a great pre-kindergarten book to get you started. You can heal yourself. Louise Hay. Great. And I call it pre-kindergarten because we're past, we're way past that now. But if you've never heard these concepts, start in pre-K where you know these concepts happen. But I'm going to tell you it's not as simple as what's in the book. That introduces you to what this concept is we're talking about. Go read Louise Hay because she puts this all down. But you're not going to 
just just tell me simply. You're not going to go say, oh, I got knee pain. Let me say I'm flexible in all areas of my life. <laughs> knee pain's going to be fixed. It doesn't. It's not that simple. That's right. It's just yes. not that simple. Okay, it's not that simple. But let me tell you why it's not that simple. Because your belief system will know that you're lying to it until right. you do some other work. And so it can be that simple, but I've not seen people that it is that simple. Even for people like me and Dr. Kieran, who knows this, I got I had to have a spiritual counselor say, poop, this is why that bad stuff happened to you. And I'm like, right? Because it's hard to see. It's practically impossible to see in yourself. Um, and th- but so let's think about it like sports. LeBron James is a great basketball player, but he's still got a coach. Tiger Woods is a great golf player, but he's still got a coach. And guess what? He had to be down and out, hurt his back before he can come back and win the tournament. And he did come back, right? Because part of the spiritual journey is that perseverance. And so those people who make it to a higher level, it's because the perseverance doesn't mean nothing ever happened to them. It doesn't mean they don't have crap in their life. They do too. It's just They knew how to get that fear, anger, and sadness over to the gratitude, love, and joy and move forward in life. And that's what we do as not just doctors, we are spiritual teachers. Wonderful. So I want to ask you a few pointed questions for everybody listening so they can kind of get an idea of where they should start. So maybe some people listening haven't really thought about that energetic spiritual component to their health. You mentioned Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. But what are some actions that they could start taking today to start addressing that or looking into it? So the first is um, get more in touch with your body. And this is like the concept called grounding. You know, a lot of times people just aren't even aware of their body because they're living in some other world in their imagination with somebody else. So get in touch with just feeling your body where, you know, okay, I got toes every day. Notice you got you all the pieces of the beautiful body and I don't care what shape it is in now. The next step is to say, thank you. I got it. So go look in the mirror, take off all your clothes and look at whatever state you're in and say, thank you for that. Be grateful. Gratitude. People talk about love a lot. Gratitude is the higher vibration than love. So number one, next be grateful. And then you're going to start to look at the experience in your life that are more unpleasant to you. And identify what is the first thing, what is the first thing that comes to you that's an ongoing, unpleasant experience? And then you're going to unravel it. So think of that experience and then think of, a: is this some type of fear I have, something I'm scared of? Is this something I'm very sad about? Is this something I'm angry about? So it's about naming exactly what it is. Now, you might say, I'm angry of what's going on in the country. That's the main thing. But a lot of times what's going on out there in um, the greater environment is not really affecting you directly. It's a way for you to deflect off of yourself. Yes. Distraction. Distraction. Right. Cause you know, I posted, we're in a, we're in a interesting political situation. So a year after us being in this interesting political 
situation. I posted on my Facebook wall with no qualification of why I was answering the question. Is your life better, worse, or the same than a year ago? And people were chiming in and talking about how much better it was. Now, me, people would tell you that everything's so horrible because all this stuff is going on around us. But I'm getting all the stories of how wonderful things are. So get out of that morass. That's just distracting you. That's in the book, too. Turn off the TV. Yes. I said, I thought, look, I said, turn off CNN and Fox News, too. I don't care what you're looking at and what political agenda. They're all spewing negativity of yes. fear, anger, or sadness. And so turn it off. Okay. And the reason why you want to turn it off is because you want to notice what is in your environment directly, because those are the things that are causing you issues and start breaking down and naming what it is because you cannot work on it until you identify the problem. So I give you three choices. What is it in your world that's directly affecting you day to day? And then if it's unpleasant, is it fear? Is it anger? Is it sadness? And you may have to sit and marinate in that for a while. And once you marinate in it, then it becomes bringing it over to the gratitude, love, and joy area. And there's ways to do that. That's a longer explanation. That's why you have to work with somebody to do it. But you have to first get in touch with yourself, be in your body, be grateful that you still are there in your body and you're having this experience and then start naming what it is. So number one, get in your body, get in your body, because most of us are not in our bodies, we're in our heads, and that's not where healing happens. Number two, getting gratitude, because that is the energy of receiving, it is the highest vibration we can be in. And number three, get get into the story that you're telling yourself. What is the victim story as to why you can't have the health and live the life you want to live? Because that's where your lessons are. If that's what I'm hearing you correctly, those are the top three things people can do. And so I want to challenge everybody listening to pick one or all three of those to do today and do them before your head hits the pillow tonight. When you lay down, say, Dr. Karen and Dr. Veronica said I should do these things. Did I do them? And Make sure you do them. And then Dr. Veronica, how would you define her brilliant health? (laughs) So women have to understand that they're inherently brilliant. And so her brilliant health is you coming fully into your brilliance and then able to manifest that wonderful health. Women are, women are brilliant and we've, we've given over our power and we have to take back our own power. And you don't take back the power in anger. That's not the way women do things. Remember, I'm saying how you get results is in gratitude, love, and joy. And so when you see somebody out there and it happens to be a male and you're upset, that's not how you're going to get the result. You have to be gratitude, love, and joy. But you also got to be savvy about this. Don't be stupid. Savvy. You see what I'm saying? Because women women like to kind of make excuses. We all do. That's what our our ego always makes an excuse for us. We all do that. You have to get out of your own story. Um, And, you know, partner with, if you, you might have a good friend that always tells you about yourself. (laughs) We all need that good friend that's going to shine the mirror and tell us about yourself. I mean, some of us, that's our spouse. And so, you know, I know when my husband says something to me and I'm really upset about it, He's hit the nail on the head. (laughs) And so instead of arguing with him, I have to step back and say, he's right. 
how am I talking? And a great person for this, I'm, you know, I'm giving another resource out there. A great person to start doing that close examination is Byron Katie. Yes. She has the work. Yes. Um, she does what's called inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything you feel any resistance to, it's your issue. It's not the other person. And so be having a system, that's the other part about this, having some type of system to unpack this, right? And so having a system, when I, when I work with my clients who are health clients, I give them a system that's going to work for them that they can remember. Just like you said, step one, do this, step two. I give you the system, break it down for what it is to you. When I work with practitioners, I give them a system and break it down. So it's a go, Byron Katie has a system for examining your unpleasant emotions and their reactions and getting you out of that. It's called inquiry. Byron Katie, B-Y-R-O-N-K-D-K-A-T-I-E. I want to say that. Um, she has lots of, she, she asks four questions. Her whole thing is based mm-hmm. on these four questions. And if you ever hear it, it's absolutely brilliant. It's so it, it brilliant is. to hear her go through abuse, um, infidelity, illnesses, people from concentration camps, and their emotions surrounding it and get them out of it. It is so brilliant because you're talking about hot button issues. You're like, how could you feel any other way? And we'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes to all the links that you've mentioned. So people listening, you don't, if you're driving, you don't need to try and write while you're listening. We'll put it in the show notes and people can just click the link when they get to uh, their computer or phone. And you have given some great resources and much wonderful information. I love that you've brought up uh, Byron Katie and Carolyn Mace and Louise Hay. And these are all my favorite authors and they're really pioneers in this work. And there are so, so many more that we could talk about. I could probably talk to you all day. Um, So tell people how they can find out more about you. Where can they get your book? But now I see. And what would you like to leave them with? Mm -hmm. People have chronic colds, sniffles, flus, coughs, bronchitis, sinusitis, and then they go right into the season where it turns into allergies. And so because I knew how to get rid of this stuff and people would ask me questions, I put together the Dr. Veronica's Wardoff Cold and Flu Toolkit, which gives you foods, it gives you, uh, I have a special elixir drink, um, that I, you could make in your kitchen. So how to do that? Plus herbals, homeopathics, mushrooms, um, just all kinds of pieces that I say you should have in your wellness wardrobe. And you might call it your medicine cabinet, but I call it my wellness wardrobe. I love that. I give it to you with links. So you don't have to go all over the place because most of this is, are things that you haven't heard of. And in addition, some of those in there that I give you, you can use for other things. I give a little bit about that in it too. So if you get this at drveronica.com forward slash flu, F-L-U, then you're able to get that information. Drveronica.com is my website. I love to hear from people. I love um, you know people to talk to me and ask me questions. Um, I don't want to answer in them. As you can see, I love the yak. Uh, and you know what happens? I work virtually. Yes. So whenever anybody contacts me, I'm like, yes, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. um, but also understand that um, the new way to get results is not necessarily standing in the doctor's office. 
It could be working with a practitioner where you're working with them. Some of my, my best results thus far in my career are people I work with virtually by phone or by video conferencing because it does allow for the mentoring, the training, the coaching, the masterminding that will help get quick transformations. When I say quick, my goal is to get people results that are very, very transformative and significant. So they feel better and they have a lot less suffering or no suffering in 90 to 120 days. A good teacher is going to be able to teach you how to do it and then cut the umbilical cord and then you can go off and fly. And you know that's very different than the system where we want you coming back all the time. No. Right. I want you a year from now, after we finish working, to send me the letters. I get people to say, oh, my God, I'm so glad I knew you. And it's a year after I've released them into the universe. So... Yes. And that's, and it's another thing we have in common is the virtual work. So everybody check out drveronica.com. She's got a freebie for you on her website, put the forward slash FLU flu to get her freebie. So go there, check out her book. But now I see where she breaks down in plain English. So you can understand how you start incorporating this energetic spiritual piece into your health and a functional medicine approach. She's available for consultation as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Veronica, for sharing yourself with us, your spirit with us, your journey. I know it's been a much longer and more arduous journey than your current state would portend, but um, it's made you the person that you are, the healer that you are today. And it's given you the strength and courage and vision to bring your unique gifts to this world that we so desperately need right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. That was a joy. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you are inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science.